found in Ephesians 5. Ephesians chapter 5. And I will begin reading with verse number 15. See then that you won't circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. Wherefore be not unwise, but understanding what the will of Robert Twinney is. Understanding and knowing what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine wherein is except, but be filled with the Spirit. While you're standing, let me refer back to the last Sunday morning. Because our text had to do with, in the Psalms, where David said, Lord, turn us. Not Lord, turn them, Lord, turn us. We have a great day. But in the last night service, our text, be not drunk with wine, where is it? What we did not bring out in that purpose, but I did last Sunday. That is a command. If an earthly father gives his child a command, I use the example. A man says, son, you go mow the yard. The boy goes, he makes a round and he quits. He says, dad, I just decided I didn't want to. I don't want to know. I don't know you. This is a command. Be filled with the Spirit. It is a direct command from God that son would be in trouble if he had to die in that man. If he didn't know that. Verse 19. Speaking to yourselves in songs and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. Giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Lift up your hands and ask God to anoint the pastor this morning, to anoint me to preach on the Holy Spirit. I want God to help me and I want you to hear me. In the name of Jesus, everybody pray for me. Everybody else, God, say, let us be hearers of the Word of God. You may be seated. With this command of God having been given, everyone should question themselves as to whether they're filled with the Holy Spirit. And if they are not, they should question, what must I do to be filled? In the upper coast of Ephesus, where Paul got there, have you received since you believe? We've not even heard it. What must I do to be fit? I said last Sunday, using my own Christian experience as an example. I can remember when men of God preached under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. You did not sit there indifferent. You were either guilty and made mad, or you were innocent and rejoiced. But if you got mad, 
Those are meant for God, though, to draw you by the Spirit into the idolatry of repentance, into that place of confession, that everything would be right between you and God. And I can remember when men would preach, and we couldn't hardly wait to get back to the house of God to hear him preach. I said that last week. Again today, but I'm going to add something to it today. Back in that day, that man did not only preach under the anointing of the Holy Spirit, but we every day read the Word of God, hid it in our heart. We were full of the Word of God when we went to that service, wherever that man of God would be preaching. We were full. We were overflowing. Now we go for months. We won't even read the Word of God. Blame part of it on the preacher. Blame part of it on us. Thy Word have I hidden in my heart, O God. It's not just reading into your head. It is an experience in your life, in your heart. We need an old-fashioned movement of God's Holy Spirit. We need to read this stuff. Some things that we think we know all about it. When in reality, we once were filled with the Spirit. We once were full of the Word of God. Been a long time since we've been filled, since we've been refilled. Been a long time since we read the Word of God. Been a long time since we read that Word to where it has an effect in our lives. I want to touch on some things here today that I believe is relative to every one of us. I don't think there's any of us that this does not apply to. I have been filled with sin. James is to be filled with sin. Whoever we are in this place would be filled with sin. Now, many times that feeling comes one at a time. One individual. One Christian at a time. One believer at a time. But it is the will of God for the church corporate. Everyone to be filled with the Spirit of God. I was in Austin, Illinois, many years ago. And I heard a man preach. I had him all night. I said him all. Many of you remember Richard Bart. Richard Bart worked with Tim Baker. He was second in command of Jim Baker. It was in his church. And a man was preaching on the Holy Spirit. And he said, There is no way that you can receive a part of the Holy Spirit that when you get it, you get all of it. In my Bible, it's here a little, there a little, line of the line, precept of precept. There is only one that was ever filled without measure, and his name is Jesus. He was filled without measure. God said that one would put a thousand to flight, two would put ten thousand. Now, Jesus could put them all to flight. But when we come, that's the reason that that corporate church needs to be filled with the Spirit of God. It's because I have a measure, you have a measure, but when we come, how do we come? He's the head, 
Sunday, middle of the body. I bring my measure, you bring your measure. He's the head. So that's how that we come to a place where we're fully filled with the Holy Spirit. Folks, you don't have it all. I don't have it all. Brother Man preached one time, said he had all man gifts of the Spirit. I don't believe that. God said he gave them severally as he will. To one he gave this, to another he gave that. I'm talking to you this morning about the necessity that every one of us be filled with the Spirit. Because it is in that place where everybody is full. Look at the day of Pentecost. They were there about 120. But it took 10 days for the Spirit of God to be poured out. In that 10 days, I believe there's a lot of repenting and things going on. But not only in one place, but in one mind and one accord, is when the Spirit fell in the upper room. People in the streets heard those in the upper room speaking in the various languages of the people on the street. Peter walks down the street and they, they take papers and press them against him and lay him on the sick. That people might be healed, that there might be miracles. But it took 10 days in that upper room for all of them to be filled. God said, Be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Are you listening? That daddy would go out in the yard and say, Hey, pal, one more breakdown? Well, that I just decided I didn't want to do it. I just decided it wasn't necessary. I just decided to let that grass grow. Now, my daddy knew how to take care of that. Be not drunk with wine, where you just said, but be filled with the Spirit. I'm going to tell you what I really believe. That you can take churches, they can sing the same song, have the same Bible, they can do everything exactly the same, but one is dead and one is alive. It's not in the songs you sing, it's in the anointing of God's Holy Ghost that you sing them in. It's not your form of worship, it is that God looks for such as would worship Him in spirit and in truth. There's a difference. There's nothing better than a dead church. Dead Christ, dead pulpit, cast out. But there's nothing like the life of Christ being fulfilled through the Holy Spirit. Nothing. We need the anointing of the Holy Spirit. One can be alive, and the other can be dead. We need to feel that. And we need You've heard of the Reformation. You've heard of the Welsh Revival and other revivals. What brings the Reformation? What brings the revival? Is the lifting up of Jesus Christ. And you, not by you, not by me, but we lift him up. Jesus said, when the Spirit comes, He's going to testify of you. He's not going to talk about you. He's not even going to talk about Himself. He's going to talk about me. We need a baptism of the Holy Spirit. 
We need a reformation. We can win. And see, this goes back a little bit to what said. God didn't say, don't be drunk. He said, don't be drunk in the night. In the upper room, they accused them of being drunk. Peter had to correct them. These are not drunk as you suppose. She is the little bit of a day. This is that which is part of the promise. In the last day, says God, I promise. I'm not going to go through again some of the stages of drunkenness. But I believe what God is trying to tell us that if a man is drunk, he is under the control of that liquor. When he said, be drunk on the spirit, what he said was, I want absolute control. That's what God is looking for. That he can have control of me, control of you. And I'm going to tell you, point by point, I don't think that he's in control of any of us. He said, I'm going to share with another. God's not looking for somebody that he can come down and be a part of your life. God's wanting to baptize us in the Holy Spirit to the point where we are totally under His control. I said that once many times. That if you're drunk with wine, debauchery, trouble, sin. I've heard people say it now. I've never, I've never had a drink in a while before. But I've heard people say it. Take it, they've been arrested, taken to an interrogation room in the And they, they take it. When they get sober, they show them that video. They say, I didn't know I was doing that. I didn't know I said that. I didn't know I was so unhappy. That's what the boxing will do. But we're faced with things in the church that we're not able to do. We can't handle it. We need miracles. We need answers to prayer. We need victories. And we can handle it. We can do it. It's beyond us. It is over us. But there is one that will never act out of order. He said, let everything be done decently and in order. When you're full of the Holy Ghost, you're not going to do anything indecent. You're not going to be out of order. You see this hand right here? This hand right here. Look at your own. Look at your own. This hand has taken the hand of people that are in hell. This hand right here. This is right here. Men, women, they're in hell. That's a terrifying thought. Trying to You see this hand? This hand was laid on the head of a lady that was eaten up with brain cancer. And God instantly, miraculously healed her. This hand was laid on the... I, I could tell you testimonies from here today. Breast cancer. Healed. Miraculously healed. If God can get control of us, okay, I'm talking about me. When I was an evangelist, before I got married, I evangelized for three years alone. 
I bought a dragon that was sitting in my pocket. I got stopped by trains going down the middle of the street, stopped by wrecks, stopped by any number of things. This is me. But when I got stopped, I was reaching my pocket for my Bible and I believe in living Christ. When I was in my motel room, yes, I did, a time when I watched television. But read the word of God and pray. See, God, this man has no ability to heal brain cancer. This man has no ability. He said God can control it. If he gets control of it, he can do with it whatever he desires, whatever he wants. When God says he does all things for his glory, that's not for your testimony, that is not for your benefit, that is not for your bragging, that is for the glory of God Almighty. God is able. I said God is able. You take the drug, he's controlled. You take that one that is drunk on the spirit, he's controlled. And God gets the glory for that. It's according to what you feel with. If a man is filled with anger, anger controls his life. Hello? Anger. I learned a long time ago because I had anger. Anger was affecting nobody but me. Killing me, tearing me up. God does not give us a spirit of anger. That's being drunk on the flesh. Just being drunk on carnality. I think it was in the service last week when I first started going here. Having an Instagram article contact. I really did. I, I really did. You may not recognize me, but I did. Terrible. But the thing that was about that microphone called me to the front. He said, Son, I'm going to use the devil in you. Get rid of that spirit of an Instagram contact. If I don't develop it, it's going to be in your head. Now, the last thing you ever tell a person with an inferiority complex is if they have it. He laid that hand on my, felt like a finger from that morning. Did he ever lay his hand on it? So I go, finger, they had popped your head, what are you at? He started rebuking the devil. I was acting just like a lot of you were. She was acting to God this way, God died. But then I remember to the Lord. You don't get the difference. It's the same thing I had. I still live, and he prayed, and God Almighty, by the power of the Holy Spirit, delivered me. The Lord delivered me. The devil's used a lot of other things to try to send me to hell. But God's given me the power to overcome those also. I was embarrassed. Do you hear me? That was in front of the church. That wasn't in the pastor's study. It was in the middle of the church. But I'm glad he did it. If you are a person of anger, anger will control your life. It will control who you like and who you don't like. It will control who you fellowship with and who you don't. It's whatever feels you. We're too full of self. S-E-L-F. Did you ever hear that anywhere? 
We are too full of carnality. Every one of us. Some people say, they say, you can go ahead, go ahead, jump on and tell them. I'm telling you. It's because of the ones you're filled with. We see people today that are filled with greed. G-R-E-E-D, greed. Till greed drives their life. The love of money, not money, the love of money is the root of all evil. I used to work. I used to have to go to bed down there. When I went down there, that's been what? 50 years, 60 years in the Bible. But they had one of those investment places had a chicken on the outside what the stocks were doing. There were people that would go down there, sit there, and watch that stock. Nothing. Greed. Just greed. Just greed. If what you want is money, you will be a greedy person. You will do whatever you have to do. But if you are a man that is filled with love, of God, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, amen, then every influence of your life will come from the God and not from the moon. Being filled with the Spirit is a command. I command to me, I command to you. Not is not your age, not is not your wealth. You must be filled with the Holy Spirit. Now let's come down to where the record really needs to be. God is not going to hold you down and say, What do you need in me? I'm glad my mother can never do that. Because he used to live there. And mom and dad, five kids, last thing they would lose their life. It was, I think, seven or two. We were all living in the same way. Let's pick one day. Miss Smith said, Now, Uncle, that's my mother. Uncle, if you just always know that that medicine has spent all these names, and you told your dad and your son, your mother said, I'm never going to put medicine in that bag like that. I don't know why she got it in me, but it has to put it down. You need the Holy Ghost, and God wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But he's not going to force you. You know how this indwelling spirit is? If it controls, you know how it's there? It's there with your consent. This is a control by consent. If you are a Christian, you're not your own, you've been bought with a price. If you're born of God, you do not belong to yourself. It is a new birth by consent. Come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. Create in me a right spirit. Same with the Holy Spirit. Then you can find a lot of people tell you that you get the Holy Spirit when you get saved. You'll never find that in the Bible. You'll never find that in the Bible. Never. It's not in there. So it's by consent. If we in this church would cry out to God that we might be filled with the Holy Spirit. God would fill us. 
I might like the things that bother me. One thing that bothers me greatly is I'm a sinner. Now, I don't know what you do in heaven. You don't know what I do in heaven. But my observation is like the best friend of the kingdom. That's not that. When Pentecostal folks get saved, they pray to the church. Bishop, devout bishop, cousin, love. Never was in one in her sister time. Sister Bradley, Sister Bradley, and others. Not only on the news, but in true form. I might be used to the same thing. I think there's nothing for this to be seen. How long for this? Pentecost has been accused of being the people to work stuff up. I promise you that can't be working. I'm sad to say it. The first thing that hits my mind is you need to make this plan. You need to go check your list. You need something else. My mind is so full. But it's a season for me. It's really a good thing. Having that beautiful truth before we see your cell phone, your iPad, whatever, is not working. You turn it in. You'll give it back to me in a second. God bless you, my friend. Give him a good hand for making that choice. God help us. I know what we need. And I know what that we need. We need to be filled. I'm going to close this morning and I'll pick it up again. But when you're filled, like I said, you're under the control. You're under the influence. That's what they call it when the, when the policeman stops you. Gives you a ticket. Driving under the influence. Influence. We don't give God the chance to have an influence on our life. You know why? Because of that kingdom of this world. Don't be drunk with wine, wine is excess, but a command filled with purity. Somebody said, preacher, you're preaching to the church. We all talk to church. And I said, you think about talking to church? If you're filled with the spirit, you will. There was a person of this church for about four years. I don't think I ever met that type of person for a lot of this But there was a person that would come in and kneel down, pray with you. But after a while, there would be, and I'm not blaspheming in this church, there would be a few minutes of speaking in tongues 
Reaching for those waters like he's reaching for us today. But he's not only to the ocean, not only to the river, but waters to swim so that I might be full of the Holy Spirit. Some people think the only place we can talk in tongues is in church. But it takes all the churches and one talking to the Lord all those words. I was thinking this morning about Paul and Sister Crazy and the like we were going into I thought somebody may find a problem with them being in rehab during the But there's an old song that says, If I never had a problem, how could I know? Never had a problem. How would I know that God was there? All things work together for good for those that love God and are called according to His purpose. Can you say all things work together for good for those that love God and are called according